This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my awesome PMPs, project managers everywhere. Welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show. Happy New Year. It's 2022, and you are a survivor. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you survived the crazy 2021 and 2020 pandemic. I doff my hat to you, and I would like to say congrats on getting to 2022. I hope and pray it will be a much better year for all of us, where we accomplish our goals, our dreams, our definite chief aims, and realize those outcomes, whatever those outcomes we are seeking to achieve. Now, my recommendation is to have a plan and then pivot if the plan is not working as well as you thought and persevere once you have put that into action repeat and succeed today we're going to talk about some key goals and ideas regarding success once one is a PMP It's one thing to get certified, but it's another thing to stand out from the crowd. These are my 10 top tips for the top 2% of PMPs. Hello, fellow project managers. Today, we are going to be taking a look at the project management professional certification. I got certified as a PMP in 2005. And since I got certified, I've met thousands of project managers who are PMP certified. I have also taken key notice of those PMPs who stand out from the crowd. I train the project management professional certification and ever so often, There are a few who are so different from the other PMP students. They stand out from the crowd and you can tell there is something different about these folks. Today, I am going to share with you my top 10 qualities that I have found in the top 2% of PMPs. Think about that. The top 2% means out of 100 Two are exceptional. Now, I'm going to read for you from the Pembok Guide 6th edition, one of my favorite pages. So follow me on down to page 53. 
This is what got me thinking about how to frame some of my observations. It says here on page 53, research shows that successful project managers consistently and effectively use certain essential skills. See that? Research reveals that the top 2% of project managers as designated by their bosses and team members distinguish themselves. They distinguish themselves. And tonight, we're going to take a look at how I have found this to be. Now, this is different. Remember, we're talking about PMPs. The PMBOK guide on page 53 is talking about project managers in general. PMPs who are in the top 2% of PMPs, you know, it's already competitive to get in to be a PMP. How much more to be the top 2%? So let's take a look at my 10 qualities for the top 2% of PMPs. These are not necessarily in order, but I've put the most relevant ones first. Let's take a look. Number one, they are great communicators, emotionally intelligent, empathetic, honest, sensitive to their stakeholders, and they can lead at any level. So let's break these down. They are articulate. I'm not saying they speak English as a first language. That's not what I'm saying. I have many students from the Middle East, many students from Asia, and they are articulate when they communicate. English does not have to be one's first language to be a great communicator. They get their point across. They are emotionally intelligent. They're stable. (laughs) And they are empathetic. They display empathy. They are honest. And they are sensitive to their stakeholders. They're concerned about their stakeholders. And they can lead at any level. They don't get scared about being in a boardroom with C-level executives, VP-level they feel they have as much right to be there as them. And they go on, of course, to great things. So this quality of being a great communicator is front and center. And on top of that, being emotionally intelligent, stable. It's huge. Number two, they never stop learning to lead. And they never stop learning to lead and they grow themselves by studying their craft with passion. You don't hear them saying, okay, I think I've had enough of this project management stuff. No, they keep growing themselves. They study their craft. They study whatever components of project management that are relevant to their jobs. They are digging those out. They are studying those. They are learning those. For example, I put out a notice a few months ago for people who wanted to learn about the seventh edition just so they could add value to others, very few people were that keen on knowing about the seventh edition with a view to helping their companies. But those who stood out, it was quite remarkable because not everyone did. So growing yourself, not just for your sake, but for your company's sake is a big deal. The other thing I've noticed about the top 2% of PMPs is they don't scrimp on self-development funds. In other words, if they need to spend on themselves to get quality training, coaching, they do it. Number three, they are value-driven 
and they continually add value to others in various ways while becoming evangelists for the profession. So when you are value-driven, you cut out the crud. If it's not needed, don't do it. That's their mindset. They don't waste time. They don't waste resources. And they respect the resources of others. The other cool thing about these individuals is they become evangelists for the profession. They talk to other people about what they've seen. Since the PMP made such an impact on them, they sell it to others. They sell them the idea of PMP. For example, I learned about the PMP only because my mentor, Mary, sold it to me. She was really gung-ho on me taking up these books and reading. And she didn't have to. She wasn't my mentor at the time, but she saw that I had a propensity and a hunger for project management. And she helped me get that direction. Number four, they are capable and knowledgeable in agile and hybrid methods as they are about predictive methods. And this is balance. And I've found a lot of my students who got certified years before agile became really in the forefront. They have started picking up more and more and more agile and getting into taking the professional exams such as the ACP. We've got an ACP class coming up in 2022, and a lot of you have already said you're interested in that. We have people who got certified as PMPs in a couple of weeks or months going for PSM with Ken Schwaber's company. So they're hunger. They're hungry for hybrid, agile, and predictive. And their hunger comes through. They are passionate about it when they talk about it. Number five, they can work with a project sponsor to develop a project charter. You might find this to be strange, but believe it or not, there are some PMPs that are not confident in developing a project charter. You ask them to develop a project charter and they tell you, I don't know where to start. That's not the top 2%. The top 2%, they know, oh, I'll develop one for you. What's it about? What are the details? Who do I need to consult? They'll do it for you. And this is a nuts and the bolts of project management. You know, you got some people who they are certified, but simple tasks in project management that is the bread and butter of a project manager, they tell you they don't know how to do it. They don't. Because unfortunately, a lot of people go through the exam, but the content does not go through them. Like coming into the PMP, not everyone knows about the project charter. But coming out as a PMP, they've heard about it, but they can't create one. And that's sad that we have people who cannot work a project charter. It's the holy grail of project management. Number six, they can develop a schedule using standard software with dependencies and scheduling rules. Now, scheduling is the bread and butter, again, of a project manager. And I, I really want to clear this up because as we talk about project management, I know some people look with disdain at project managers and say, we're paying these people too much. Who are these people? And the team can just manage themselves. I agree. In agile endeavors, yes, team autonomy, self-organizing team, decentralized decision-making and leadership, yes. 
But there are going to be instances where a central figure or approach to leadership on a project is necessary. We have a lot of capable professional engineers, for example, who lead projects. There's nothing wrong in that. There's nothing wrong in being a project manager. So even though the world of Agile exists, I really want to clear up the misnomer that being a project manager is a is becoming a dirty word, is becoming a bad word. And we hear people saying, oh, PMOs, they're, they're useless. They're just draconian. All they do is stand in your way. No, if it is a well thought out, well executed PMO, that shouldn't be the case. You know, so let's not throw away everything that we've learned. Like some people say, all right, well, that's it. Put that on the bonfire because Agile and the seventh edition are here. It shows that people don't really understand what project management is and how to scale it and how to tailor it across predictive and agile projects alike and find a hybrid medium where necessary. Okay, so I really want to clear that up because as we're talking about scheduling, I hear people say, well, don't need to use a schedule. No, you, you may not need to use a schedule on every project, but some projects, they do require scheduling. And this is one of the core skills of a project manager. So PMPs who are in the top two, they can do this. Yes, they develop a schedule, whether it's with, with uh Primavera or Microsoft Project or Smartsheet or Workflow, whatever it is, they can work it. And they work it. Look at what I say here with dependencies and scheduling rules. Now, you you understand this is the top 2%. Not everyone can do this. And that's why this is in the top 2%. Number seven. Knowledge area mastery. They can lead a team to perform any knowledge area, elicit requirements, define scope, create a WBS, manage cost, resources, quality, risk, or procurement. They can work the knowledge area. They know how to work it. Number eight, they are community-minded and they are bridge builders. They stay plugged in to the folks that they learned with, they stay plugged into the source of their training, and they are in touch with their project management mentors and coaches while connecting others who need assistance. So this is a loaded one. And I see this, I see this from people who are in the top two, it's not everyone, but the top 2% of PMPs that I've seen They are hungry to know as much as the source, where that came from, right? And they are hungry to excel and advance and develop even beyond the source. So their trainer, for example, my mentor, Mary, I've been so inspired by her to go to the next level in anything project management. I've stayed plugged in. We just had a meeting not too long ago and all the great things she's done in scheduling, in Microsoft Project, in project management. I was Mary's mini-me. <laughs> I was trying to excel by mimicking what I had seen, by emulating you know, what I had seen. And it took some time, 
I still didn't get all that she had accomplished, but I got a whole lot of it. And I'm continually learning from my mentor. The other thing I've learned is those top 2%, they build bridges. They're always looking to connect people to people. And that's servant leadership. This is servant leadership in disguise. Staying plugged in to improve people, staying plugged in, improving oneself, but not feeling that one has arrived at the top. You see, you get a lot of PMPs, they get certified and they feel, that's it. Yay, I'm at the top. You're just beginning to journey towards the never-ending development path. You see, there's a never-ending path. You never really get to the top because you're always developing to outdo that which you just did. And that needs to be the mindset. And these are the top 2%. All right, let's go to number nine. They can set up and facilitate a project management office or a program office or a portfolio management office. Now, when we talk about programs, you got to understand these could be program management offices or program offices where things like DevOps are also considered streams of value. How do we deliver streams of value? Not just how do we deliver projects or how do we get a deliverable? No, it goes beyond that into value, streams of value. And this is how program management offices should think. And it's okay if it's just a project management office, but the bottom line is the top 2%, they will make it happen. They'll be the PMO all by themselves, right? They will get it done. They will find a way. They will make it happen. And they will deliver value, even if it's just a supportive PMO. And when I say just, I'm not diminishing supportive PMOs. Supportive PMOs, they don't obstruct. They offer advice and help as you need it. But my top 2% of PMPs, they can do that. Not only will they develop the templates if they needed to, they'll know where to get the templates because their buddy Phil told all of them. All of those students of mine who've been through my program, I've shown them where they can get these templates and I've talked about the importance of tailoring the templates and stuff like that. So this is is definitely something I would expect from my top 2% of PMPs. Number 10, they are indeed leaders and go-getters, and you can trust them to get any job done. No matter how hard, they will find resources or find a way. My mentor, John Maxwell, says the true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. They are leaders because they influence not only themselves but others and they'll get it done they'll find a way they'll know who to recruit they'll know who to get on their team they'll know what to do to get better to be able to do the job they will find a way so i encourage you to be one of the top two percent the things i've shared with you today go 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 after it Be one of the top, one of the top 2%. Be inspired. For those who feel, Phil, this is a a tough pill to swallow, 
but I can't do a lot of those things. It's okay. I want to encourage you to think about development beyond PMP. And you might have heard of pmanonymous.com. pmanonymous.com is a website where you can receive one-on-one coaching, training, and mentoring to excel far beyond your current capacity. If you feel like, yeah, Phil, that's all well and good, but how do I get there? Go on down to pmanonymous.com. I encourage you, grow, right? It's a new year, 2022 is coming. And development above and beyond where you are now is so important. The journey starts at being a PMP, but it should continue in your being mentored, trained, and coached, whatever you're working on. Leadership is definitely, in my mind, a must for any professional, project manager or not. But going more into project management, we have so many facets. Agile, or maybe even, in particular, Scrum or Kanban, risk management, schedule management, many different facets. I encourage you to never stop learning, grow, expand, and blow the lid off and keep blowing the lid off because you need to keep going, excelling, expanding as the years go by. You never get to the top. There's always going to be something else to learn. Maybe something you could learn from your colleague. Maybe something you could learn from your buddy Phil. Who knows? right? Because I'm always learning from my students as well. I hope you found this to be helpful and inspiring to your growth as a PMP. Keep on trucking and never stop. And you know what? Stay plugged in if you can. I know some of you are outside of reach of local chapters, but if you have a local PMI chapter, connect and find common ground with people in your sphere of influence in your chapter, right? You take care. Happy 2022 and see you on the other side as a PMP growing and developing in leaps and bounds. Bye for now.